receive, everybody. How we doing? Let's stand our feet. We get to celebrate that Christ has come into this world to give us a path to salvation. He is our hope. He is our peace. He's our joy. He is our love. Let's sing about that this morning as we celebrate. Go telling on the mountain over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is one
Good morning, church family. You can grab a seat. As you do that, if you are able, go ahead and scoot um, to your left or towards the middle. That'll help us. We've still got a few families in the back, and we do have plenty of seats still left. Hey, my name's Clark, and I have the privilege of serving alongside an incredible pastoral team and a student ministry team. This is my friend Lauren today, and she's going to walk us through some opportunity to get to know each other and learn more about you in front of another thousand people. And so we're excited about our time together this morning. As some of you may not Shepherd know, if you're new with us, two times a year, we gather all generations in one room, and it makes for a pretty crazy time, but this is why we're celebrating. We're celebrating the birth of our Savior and King. We do this one other time during the year. It's on Easter. It's when we celebrate the resurrection that makes our spiritual birth possible. And so if you're a parent in here, just drop your shoulders, relax, 
And if your children want to stand on the seats while we sing, that's fine too. But we're going to have a party and a celebration here this morning. If you have not picked up or you forgot, there are glow sticks in the back. We're going to use that towards the end of the service as we celebrate our risen king being born this morning. Lauren, you have some fun stuff for us this morning. I do. Yeah. Awesome. Well, like Clark said, we only do this twice a year. So kind of want to survey the room. We have our oldest person in the room and our youngest person in the room. And I know you're not supposed to ask, but I think it's really cool to know. So we want to start with our youngest. Do we have anyone in the room under a year old? Okay, we have one. Oh, a few. Okay. Anybody under six months old? Six months over here. Okay. Under two months old? Oh, so is two months, oh, back here, under one month old, one, under two weeks old, you, two weeks old, our youngest person in the room is two weeks old, that's your daughter, yeah, okay, and now, on the other half, do we have anybody in the room that's over 80 years old? Oh, yes, right here, okay, over 85, right over here, okay, over, oh, over here too, okay, over 90, over here, wow, 92, lower, lower, 91, is anybody in the room above 91, oh, 92, 93, 94, 94, 94 years old, yeah! I love that we have someone that's two weeks old and someone that's 94 years old all worshiping the same king. So we got to know the age in the room, which is awesome. Now I want y'all to get to know each other. So in FSM, we play this game, stand up, sit down, and it's where our room can really get to know the different things we prefer. So if I say something and it applies to you, you have to stand up. There's only a few. So we'll just be up and down, kind of get our feet moving, get the energy flowing. So our first one is... Stand up if you guys wear matching PJs on Christmas. Okay. Okay, wait, that's, a, that's a lot. Okay, all right, sit down, sit down. I love it. Okay, stand up if you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Okay. <laughs> that's a lot more than I thought. Okay, sit down, sit down. Okay, stand up if you've been to see the Fayetteville Christmas lights. Clark? (laughs) Okay, sit down, sit down. Stand up if you have a real Christmas tree. Ooh, okay. I prefer the smell of a real Christmas tree, but I prefer the look of a fake one. So that's my preference, not that anybody asked. But next. Okay, stand up if you've peeked at your Christmas gifts. Come on. Shepherd, <laughs> I know you have. Okay, next. Okay, stand up if you have a Christmas birthday. Right over here? Oh, no. <laughs> you have a Christmas birthday? That's awesome. That, you have a Christmas birthday too? Wow. Well, so many celebrations tomorrow. Next. Uh, stand up if you can name all the reindeers. What? I'm so impressed. 
I get to the first four and then I'm, I'm down. Okay, we've got a great room, sit down. Next one, stand up if you leave your Christmas lights up through January. I get it, I get it. Okay, next one. Stand up if you decorate for Christmas before Thanksgiving. Be proud. I think Jesus' birthday deserves more than a month, personally, personally, okay? Uh, stand up if you open any presents on Christmas Eve. Can y'all talk to my parents? They won't let me. Like, we've been trying for so long. We have to wait till Christmas, that's awesome. Stand up if you still haven't wrapped your Christmas presents. Right here, me too, me too. I feel known, I feel seen right now. Okay, stand up if you've listened to Mariah Carey this Christmas season. That's awesome. Well, that's all I have for us. I feel like as a room, we really know each other now, and Clark's gonna pray for us. <laughs> Some of our children are in trouble in here this morning, and you were just found out, and so we're gonna go to the Lord about that. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the power of the incarnation that you became man to be like us, to identify with us, so that you could rescue us. And so we celebrate the birth of your son, and the greatness that he is to us, the hope that he is to the world, and the joy that he brings to this season. In his great name we pray, amen. Hey everybody, we are the Gerhards, and we are so glad to be a part of this church. We light this candle as a sign of the coming light of Christ. Advent means arrival. We reflect on the first advent of Christ, and we await the next. We look for the coming of God's kingdom. Nation shall not lift sword up against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie with the young goat, the calf and the lion and the fattened calf together, and a little child shall lead them. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall bloom and rejoice with singing. The Lord will give you a sign. Look. The young woman is with child and shall bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel. God is with us. We light this candle as a symbol of love because greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And thus God humbled himself, taking on the form of a servant, laying down his life so that even those who walk in darkness may be brought into light. And together we say, come, Lord Jesus, come. Oh, come, oh, come, he 
Christmas Fellowship. Thank you. My name is Josh and I work with our student ministry, FSM, and I'm so excited to get to see you all and celebrate Christmas with you today. Uh, I do want to introduce myself and make sure you all know who I am. This is a picture. Why are y'all laughing? My parents are going to watch the 9 a.m. live stream later on and they're going to see that y'all laughed at our family photo. But this is, this is my family circa 2003. We're from Blytheville, Arkansas. It's pronounced Blyville. If you're really from there, you can get it in one syllable. Uh, but I love this picture because it reminds me of my family. I'm the rosy one on the far left. And I, it just reminds me of a lot of love that we shared. It, all, it looks, feels very 2003. It feels like a preacher's family from East Arkansas. I love this photo. My family expressed love through a lot of jokes and humor and a lot of life lessons and different things like that. But ultimately, through my parents' desire to, for my, me and my siblings to know Jesus and to experience the love of him. This is my family today. It's my wife, Melissa, and our two dogs. That's Goose and Turtle. I know Goose and Maverick would have been better, but I don't want my dog associated with Goose from Top Gun. If you haven't seen the movie, I can spoil it now. It's really old. But these are my dogs. This is my wife. Uh, and this is, this is my family now. And love in this family is expressed a little differently uh, for our dogs. It's expressed through walks through treats, uh, and through lots of time together, lots of pets, and they're perfect in every way. But the families we know all express love differently, right? Uh, over here, if you don't know, um, you're above a certain age bracket, but if you know, you know. This is the Elite Children's Show. This is Bluey. I <laughs> hear, hear applause, yes. Uh, the Bluey family, uh, Bingo and Bluey, learn about love through life lessons from their mom and dad. In the middle, again, if you know, you know. I was raised on Andy Griffith. Um, and I'm probably shoehorning an, an illustration in here. The best I can tell, family expresses love by Opie uh, through Aunt B and through Andy, not learning how to wind up like Barney Fife. Okay, good. That's, that's the read. And this last one's just for me. I'm, I'm really intrigued by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think a family that's raised by a rat and love is expressed through pizza, uh, Brooklyn humor, and karate is really, really cool. But families express love in different ways. And I imagine you're here today with your family, or maybe you're not here with your family, and either love has been expressed exactly how you desire it or probably not. And so wherever you find yourself today, I want you to know that love has been expressed and can be experienced for you personally. And so as we celebrate Christmas together, I want to look at the first family and show how love was expressed. We'll bounce around through the New Testament story of the Christmas story, and we'll see how love was expressed by Joseph, by Mary, and how love is ultimately expressed in Jesus. But to start, we're going to start in Matthew. And Matthew tells the story from Joseph's perspective. At the beginning of Matthew, we see that Joseph is a man who is betrothed, who is engaged to be married. And he finds out that his, his fiancée, Mary, is pregnant with child, and he is not the father. So initially, what we see is Joseph intended a safe, quiet life. And imagine the shock and the emotions and the feelings that Joseph must have experienced. 
He, he was within his rights as a Jewish man to make demands and every right to demand justice. But imagine the anger, the frustration, the hurt that he must have felt. But instead, in verse 19, he's decided that he is going to move into action. Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. Even here, we want to jump to his, his encounter with an angel. But Joseph immediately, when he has all of the ways he could respond, responds with an act of kindness. It's an imperfect situation like we often find ourselves in, but he makes the the kindest decision he can and decides to show mercy by quietly divorcing Mary. But in his realm and his his perspective, his imagination of what God could be doing, he has no idea how great of a thing that God's going to invite him into. And we see that in verse 20. After he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you're to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Joseph has been invited into God's plan of redemption for Israel and for the world. The baby within Mary is no longer a sign of betrayal, but a sign of hope. Joseph has been invited into God's plan of redemption. This passage echoes Isaiah 7, which promises that Israel's rescuer is coming as a Messiah born of a virgin. Joseph is faced with public scorn and humiliation But instead of responding and demanding his rights, he responds with love and gentleness. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. If you're an NIV reader like me, you may see a subheading to this this entire section. And it really jumped out to me this time. The The subheading in the NIV says, Jesus or Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. Joseph adopts Jesus as his son. The New Testament gives us this promise that all who come to know Jesus, in John 1 it says, to all who did receive Christ, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. But all this was possible because first Joseph adopted him. Because Joseph shows mercy and adopts Jesus, you and I can find adoption, become sons and daughters of God. Love is expressed by Joseph through acts of kindness and mercy. If we turn to Luke, we'll see how Mary responds in this story. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will be without end. Like Joseph, Mary has been, has been privileged to uproot her entire life, all of her expectations. Most scholars put Mary's age somewhere around 14 years old. 14 years old. When an angel of the Lord comes to her with this this invitation to be a part of God's plan. 
Here, the, the prophecies echoed are from the Davidic Psalms. From the Psalms, the royal Psalms of the Davidic promises, someday a king would come to rescue Israel and the world. But again, imagine her, 14, powerless, scared. Her first response is actually one of confusion. She says, Lord, how will this be? And that's not a question of a lack of faith. It's a question of logistics. It's a question of humble curiosity. God, how are you gonna do this? And the angel tells her the Holy Spirit will conceive this baby. And then that moment of fear and that moment of anxiety and that moment of shock, this 14-year-old girl responds with an amazing declaration. I am the Lord's servant. May your word be fulfilled. Do y'all see the boldness of Mary? The courage that she has in this moment? 14. Our FSM team is reading a book about prayer by a pastor named Tyler Stanton. And he actually points to this prayer as, as an illustration, to this response as an illustration for how those of us in hard situations can learn how to pray. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. This is a statement of identity. Don't miss the possessive there. I am the Lord's. This is a personal declaration. I'm his. That servant is born out of a relationship. I'm gonna respond. I'm gonna do what he's called me to do. And from that place, she responds with, with this declaration. May your word to me be fulfilled. Mary expresses love through bold curiosity, through bold courage. She is saying yes to what God is doing in her life. For us today who might be struggling with identity and purpose, we could learn to pray this simple prayer from Mary. Mary loves Jesus with a courageous love. And from here, the story might be familiar to you. Mary and Joseph, they go to Joseph's hometown, Joseph's Blytheville. They go to Bethlehem. They take the long walk there when she's about nine months pregnant and find it's a crowded city in a crowded place. And so instead of a room with their family, they have to resign to a side room and it's there that she gives birth to Jesus. And the son of God enters the city of David, enters our world, not in a palace, not in a hospital, but in a manger, in the most ordinary place possible. Don't miss the wonder of this in this Christmas season because love is expressed through Jesus. And John tells the story this way, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and that life was the light of all of mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The God who has existed for all of eternity made himself small, made himself a baby. God shows his incredible love for us by being with us. And for us, the light shines. It's Jesus. Some of you find yourself here today in a place of darkness, whether it's financial difficulty or your family life's not what you expected or you're struggling with sin and brokenness or you're just here in a lonely place. The things we often find ourselves running to for love leave us wanting, but a great light has come. Today, if you find yourself in that loveless, lonely place, look to the stories of Mary and Joseph whose lives were uprooted and look to their son because ultimate love is expressed and known through Jesus. The mercy that Joseph shown pales in comparison to the mercy shown by Jesus 
who offers forgiveness from our sins and comfort for those that are struggling. The courage of Mary is incredible, but pales in comparison to the courage of a God who would make himself small and go to the cross for our sins. And in him, life is found for us today. This is the promise of Advent that God has not chosen to stay far away, but he's come unbelievably close. In this Advent season, hope is with us because the son of Mary has promised us a hope and a future. Joy is with us for the son of God has given us reason to delight in him despite our circumstances. Love is with us because Jesus has come. Peace is with us because Jesus has come. No matter the circumstances you find yourself in, what you've done this year, what burdens you come in bearing, love is with us and ultimate love is expressed in Christ Jesus. It was this love that Mary and Joseph reckoned with. The light of the world intersected with all of their hopes and fears and they reckoned with that and found life in Jesus. But in exchange, God invited them into his redemptive plan because of their loving, gentle, and courageous obedience, Christ has come. As they reckoned with Jesus, would you consider him where you are today? Today we celebrate the advent of the great light. Jesus has come and abundant life can only be found in him. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. We light this candle as a symbol of Christ because through him alone we can find lasting hope, peace, joy, and love. And together we say, come Lord Jesus, come. gathered breathless round a lowly stable. When a young mother wept tears of worship, falling on the baby in her arms. And the song of the earth arose in Bethlehem, soft as the tender beating of his heart. And all was calm, all was bright. Yet could this be the same God of Abraham, the conqueror of Israel, this baby, this fragile life? Is this child the one who burned his name in rapture across the gasping skies, whose voice spoke the oceans into crashing rhythms, who crafted the mountains into guardians of the firmament, whose hand ignited the thirst of the deserts and the warring surge of the elemental hosts, who breathed life from dust, broke the oppressor's rule, scattered the chains of his people like sand, and led them through the wilderness with the pillar of flame. Is this child the one whose presence billowed thunderous on Sinai's peak, 
who surrounded Job with the roaring wind, stood defiant in the raging furnace, wrote judgment against tyrants, and blazed on the lips of the prophets, scorching history's pages with the fury of his might. Could this be the same God who chose to come as the vulnerable king, setting his throne on straw and manger, drawing forth the tears of shepherds, receiving the gifts of wandering travelers, his fame unknown in this world. He is Jesus, the one who thunders through the heavens, yet whispers to our hearts, who reigns victorious, yet bows to serve the broken. He is God in the fury, God in the silence. He holds this mystery balanced in his hands, holds our questions till they lose their need, until all we see is him. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look forth in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the his glory and well, Science has revealed to us that darkness is the absence of light. The gospel of John has revealed to us that Jesus is our light. That he came into the darkness. Now that light is spreading amongst all of us as the Holy Spirit invades our hearts. So church, if you would, let's stand together. And if you haven't already, let's break these glow sticks and let's light up this room as a representation that Jesus is the light of the world. He's come into this world to redeem it and we have hope because of him. And so we do this every Christmas Eve to represent that hope. And so let's, let's hold our glow sticks up as we sing together.
Just as Christ came in a manger given to us as salvation to this world, if you believe in his life and his death and ultimately his resurrection and you've trusted to follow him and trust him with your life, then that Holy Spirit, that light lives in you as well. Just as the representation across this room, we see these lights. It lives in us. He lives in us. And so church, we get to celebrate this every Christmas. And so we should leave this room with joy, with celebration. We should give good gifts, and we should eat good food with one another. And we should celebrate as best we can. And so church, we love you. Have a very Merry Christmas, and we'll see you soon.